Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Feeling lost like everyone Thinking I was the only one Like a tiny spoke in a wheel Just spinning right When I heard that sound And it came alive And it was all I ever needed And it was revived When the rock began to roll And I survived And now when I feel defeated I hear the best of times And the music lifts my soul Vocalist keyboardist Dennis DeYoung, the frontman of the classic Styx lineup, has a new solo album out. It's coming out at the end of May called 26 East Volume 1. And that track we just heard is called East of Midnight, which DeYoung describes as a song about how late night radio changed our lives as the music transported us to a world bigger than the one we knew. Hi, this is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. This is the Goldmine Podcast. And the album's title, 26 East Volume 1, Dennis DeYoung's new album, is a reference to where DeYoung grew up in Chicago in the early 60s with the brothers Panazzo's drummer John and Chuck on bass across the street. They formed a wedding band <laughs> And with DeYoung on accordion, not only introduced to rock and roll until the Beatles, of course. Sticks officially formed in the early 70s when DeYoung and Chuck and John teamed up with John Korolewski and James Young on guitar. Tommy Shaw took Korolewski's place in 75, and the classic Sticks lineup was born. A lineup that turned out hits like Come Sail Away, Babe, 
Mr. Roboto, and many more. Unfortunately, DeYoung split with the other band members in 99, and one of the brothers, John Panasso, is now deceased. But the other members continue to perform as Sticks, with Lawrence Gowan on vocals instead of DeYoung. The, uh, Gowan is talented, but definitely a talented vocalist, but Sticks is really defined by DeYoung's distinctive vocal. I mean, who knows if DeYoung will ever come back and team up with Sticks again, but he's doing quite well, thank you, and continues to deliver to Sticks fans and the like with solo albums. In fact, this solo album is possibly his best. Uh, 26 East is, well, it's been a little over 10 years since his last solo endeavor, but 26 East shows his vocals are as strong as ever, which you're here from the tracks, the one that was just played, and we'll sample one while we talk to Dennis. And this whole album was encouraged by guitarist Jim Peterick of Survivor and Ides of March fame. Peterick encouraged uh, DeYoung to actually write something and record it and get it out. And as you know, Jim Peterick is a great rhythm guitarist, great guitar skills, those riffs that he creates, and can, he definitely contributes to the electricity of this album. While DeYoung's other loyal musicians, Mike Aquino, who does other guitar work on the album, and even son Matthew DeYoung is on drums. They fill the gap. But with songs like Damn That Dream, uh, and also one called To the Good Old Days, which teams up with Julian Lennon, a duet that you'll hear um, during the, the interview, and a rebunctious With All Due Respect, which is an in-your-face critique of cable news. Um, the, the whole album is really a winner. Um, Sticks fans will love it. Um, any fans who loved that kind of music will be into it. And as a guest of this podcast, DeYoung will not only talk about this new album, 26 East, Volume 1, and its future volumes, <laughs> Volume 2, Volume 3, or whatever, but the lack of live footage of Sticks in the 70s, and even the 2008 Universal file that fired and destroyed his recorded work. Plus, hopefully he'll tour later this year if pandemic restrictions let up. So we'll be talking to Dennis from his home phone after this ad announcement. And now this advertising message is from Adam and Eve. This is for all our listeners who are in a relationship and want to add to it by going to adamandeve.com. Adam and Eve are an upscale specialty boutique for discerning couples. And if you go to adamandeve.com, you can find and get free stuff. Uh, we all know free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better, and adamandeve.com has it. Uh, you can select almost any one item for 50% off, and then they will load you up on free stuff. All you have to do is just enter the offer code GOLDMINE at checkout, uh, G-O-L-D-M-I-N-E at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. Uh, you can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her. And a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies as well. Plus free shipping, which is always great. That's offer code GOLDMINE at checkout at adamandeve.com. Hello. Dennis, hi. It's Pat Prince from Goldmine. Pat Prince. How I are you? I'm just researching you. 
Did you change your name when Prince did, or you just you didn't you didn't change your name to a symbol? <laughs> no, it's actually an Italian name. When uh, they came to Ellis Island, uh, my relatives instead of Prince C with an I, they just said Prince. Okay, and put it down as Prince. So are you are, are, are you from Italian? Yep, Italian uh, from Calabria roots. Oh, well, that's where my wife's people are from. I'm half Italian. Unfortunately, huh. it's my upper half. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? Congratulations on the new album. Well, thanks. You know, um, I'm the envy of millions, so I can't complain. People, listen to me. I'm telling you, wherever I go, I never thought this would happen to me. Just turned 73. People come up to me in airports at the concert, whenever they see me, to thank me for making the music. I think to of myself, course. How, the, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, I was just trying to beat Queen and Foreigner, for God's sake. <laughs> well, I your voice think, your voice is uh, as good as ever, and that that is definitely something to be you know thankful for. Uh, and when I listen to it, I'm like, wow, that is still as powerful. How do you feel about that? Well, I'd be a fool to argue with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I uh, I didn't do drugs and smoke and drink, so. Yeah. That helped. And I hired a very, I had this very large Ukrainian woman named Olga. And when my kids were bad, I had her yell at my kids. <laughs> my voice. <laughs> so, so the album Twenty Six East is it's a very personal album, and talking about the you discovering music really when you grew up in Southside Chicago, but it's labeled and I know you probably get this question Volume One, and you said that this may be your last studio album, but evidently it's not going to be, right? Well, what happened was. I um, I collaborated a bunch with Jim Peterick yep. um, from Survivor fame. And then I sat down and wrote a whole bunch of songs by myself. <clears throat> and it turned out we had 18 songs. And the record company said, we want them all, uh. but we can't put them on one CD. Mm. And so they decided, <clears throat> me, I was going to go and pick my favorite dozen or so, right? And, and just go that way. But um, they, they, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to do two CDs. And I thought, well, you know, at times I think, do I really, you know, hey, here's the, here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> I want off the train. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I had to be talked into doing this album. And Jim Peterick, <clears throat> if you don't like this album, you blame that son of a bitch. I'll tell you he what. Hounded me. He hounded me day and night, uh, telling me, Dennis, the, the world needs to hear your music. I said, bullshit, have him send me a fucking email or a, or a text. I don't believe that. Dennis, he's right. So he, he's right. Well. You were blessed with know. a great voice. You, I mean, it's, I, sometimes I think with artists, that it's almost like an obligation, right? Life is too short and you have a gift and you move people, and that's a blessing. And Can I tell you the truth? I mixed this record. 
Do you hear what I just said? Yeah. Nobody else. I mixed it by myself in a room. I produced it. I sang it. I, I, I wrote all the song from most, you know, we, we, it was either a collaboration or I wrote by myself. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. Yes. Quite frankly, when you're as um, determined to challenge perfection, it, this is a recipe for misery. Mm. <laughs> so... I, that's the reason I, I, you know, listen, if you if you can walk in the studio, drop some tracks down, sing them, and let somebody else mix them and produce them, that's easier than what I do. But yeah. in order to get this stuff to sound like <clears throat> what Sticks fans want, yes, you follow me? Yes. Nobody can do that. Nobody, and I'll say it emphatically, nobody can do that but me. And I challenge anyone to go back and listen to what my former friends have been doing. Mm -hmm. And listen to this, and the difference is, I was the guy who was, you know, I was the captain of that ship right. <clears throat> back in the day. And um, so I had to do it. But getting back to the two albums, the record company's idea, um, so I let them do it. So will they release the next one probably, say, next year? Is that the plan? I think... Um, it's going to be predicated on, you know, look at me. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about a business. Right. That's in a, a death spiral. Um, one song that I left off, one song that I left off, Volume 1, that Jim Peter and I wrote yeah. on Volume 2, is called The Last Guitar Hero. Mm, the opening line is, the music plays for free tonight. <clears throat> I look forward to that. The music plays for free tonight from the corporate uh, parasites, living off the blood of the creators. The player stands there all alone, shreds his fingers to the bone. Everywhere he looks, nothing but traitors. That's a good one. I look forward to that one. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the 26 East. So 26 Yeah, growing up in Southside Chicago, 26 East, that's the address, right, where you grew up? Correct. Twenty sixty, first place. Is it still there? Is that is that childhood home still standing? It is. It was a two flat. Are you, where are you from originally? From Connecticut. Okay, <clears throat> you know what a two flat is. Yes. Right? Yeah. One family lives on the first floor. Another family lives on the second. My grandparents lived downstairs. We lived upstairs. Ah. And do, do you go back and uh, visit now and then just to see? You know, get sentimental? Uh, no. I have. Yes. Last time I was there, I think it was in maybe 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went back, you know. Um, I'm not there anymore. Well, it's, a lot has changed since 1962 or three when you were yeah. getting into we music. Moved out in, we moved out in 68, my mm -hmm. parents and I, so we yeah. haven't been in that house since then. And right across uh, the street? Right across the street, the Panazos. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's so amazing. One, day, one hot day in summer of 1962, I asked them to bring their instruments over to my basement, and we formed the band. And you had an accordion at the time, right? Pre-keyboards. Oh. Is that correct? I was in a, Yeah, because remember, the, before the Beatles, and I, I played accordion. Yeah. And that was my instrument. Yeah. And uh, we formed a wedding band. We started playing weddings, just the three of us. That's awesome. Did you make any money? Did, um, you, did you perform any sure. weddings? Yeah, 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 sure. 
Wow. Absolutely. We, we play lots of weddings. Oh, my God. That's a good way to make money for kids. I should get well, my own kid to start yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sent him to the diamond mine. See, the hell with it. If you don't like him, send him there. <laughs> so, so here yeah. you are jamming. You weren't called sticks no, at the no, time. No, 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 no. Jam, jam, jamming would be an exaggeration. We were staring at sheet music. <laughs> well, at least you, sheet music. well, at least you knew how to read music. So, so here you are. Everything starts for you, and the Beatles haven't come along yet. And you get to that <clears throat> in a little bit, but the Beatles really had a strong, well, effect on everyone, but particularly you. In fact, you contacted Julian Lennon. How did you connect with him? Did you just call his management out of the blue, or how did that? Did you know him from beforehand? On volume two, there's a song because I had to say it's called "Hello Goodbye." Yes. And it, it's a song I wrote as a total... I and mean, nobody could listen to Sticks and say, oh, Beatles. Nobody thought that. No. Because I, I never would uh, <clears throat> dare tread on what they did. It was sacred to me, but on this last album, I was going to write a song in Beatles style as an homage. And the lyrics are essentially talking about February 9th, 1964, when my life was changed. Mm. And the, the impact it had on me and it had on millions millions a billion others and um i wrote the whole thing and it's a two-part harmony thing like kind of like in that last night i said these when you were the beatles john and paul are singing in harmony yes so <clears throat> I, I finished it and i thought hmm who can i get to sing this with me and i thought well i love doing the money and i was about to uh send it to you i don't know him never met him i listened to him one more time i said no they'll crucify him this is you know I'm, I'm, a lot of the lyrics contain titles from Beatles songs weaved into the lyric. And it's really, if you heard it, you'll hear it. It's just, it's pure Beatles. <clears throat> I said, they'll kill him. So I turned around, swear to God, walked to the piano and wrote to the good old days for him and I to sing. I did a demo with just uh, two verses and a, and a chorus singing, singing both parts. <clears throat> I sent it to him, never expecting to hear anything. And he wrote back and said he'd be honored to do it. That we did it. So we'll go our several ways, wishing somehow we could stay safe again, so safe again in all our innocence. When we all would sing along as they played our favorite song, dreaming of tomorrows that seems so limitless. That's great. And he, you did it in separate studios? No, I, I met him in New York, and we, we, we did it in New York. The vocals, did the mm. vocals in New York. Then I came back and finished it in Chicago. And then you got and your... together. And then you got your son to play drums on it, right? I did. Yeah. I thought, you know, I, my, my son plays drums. He's my LD. 
has been for 15 years. He does the lights in the set in my show. And I said, come on, Matthew. It's like, to me, it was father and son, father and son. The music just, it matches your voice, the the intensity. Most of the big guitar playing on the album that you would hear as a gravity, it was not done by Jim. Oh. Jim played uh, on, um, that stuff was my band and Michael Aquino. August. So between my band and Michael Aquino, Jim played guitar, he played bass, he played some keys. He's all over the place. Right. But um, <clears throat> all the leads, think about this, all the leads are other guys. Jim's playing the rhythm, he's a great rhythm player. Oh, he is. So, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know the song, um, Damn That Dream? Yes. That's Jim. It's an electric That's rocker, Jim. man. It's... <laughs> It's very good. I know, I keep telling, he, you know, I, he puts himself down. I said, fuck you. I said, you're a great fucking rock guitar player. He is. And I, I encouraged him to do a lot, but a lot of that stuff, you know, I, my band, it's Mike Aquino. Uh, and there you go. And uh, that, that's, you know, I just tried to pick the best guy for the best spot. <clears throat> well, that's what I mean. His rhythm guitar, uh, as you put it, matches your the intensity of your voice perfectly. It's, nothing better than a great nothing better than a great rhythm guitar player. And dare I say like I said, I don't want to upset any Sticks fans, but as good as James Young and Tommy Shaw, it, it's like a perfect fit. And Well, um uh, you know as far as I'm concerned, Sticks fans, if they're really Sticks fans, right? Yep. They they liked me. Whether they knew it or not, because I was the guy producing yes. those records. The front man. And yep. <clears throat> I think the real Sticks fans um, will be excited and happy for me. That's for sure. Now, will Jim go with you on the road? I uh, no. Jim has he has he 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 works with the Eyes of March, right? And he he he's a, he's a professional songwriter. That's he his band, and that's by, that's his baby. You know, like. Uh, you feel what sticks. He probably feels the same with Ides of March. Um, yeah, yeah, and he can't. He can't be traveling around, around the country. This was essentially a songwriting collaboration, right? Which we did, and we listen. We wrote some. You know, those songs don't suck. No, <laughs> they do not. And I gotta say, my favorite with, is with all due respect. And not just for the music, but it's very direct. It almost reminds you of uh, when Frank Zappa did the song Broken Hearts Are For Assholes. But this song is about partisan political hacks and very relevant. U.S. cable news is, it's not like the BBC news or the news of yesterday. It's, uh, and pure, it's almost like pure entertainment, subjective, emotional, um, and you nailed it. You pretty much nailed the commentary about it. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I had to talk Jimby into in, into collaborating me on this. And when I fought, when I when I when I played the played the hook, you are an asshole. He, oh, Dan, we can't. Dan, Dan, we can't do that. No, we can't. I said, Jimbo, yes, we can. <laughs> and I said, now go off over there by your house and write a write a riff for this fucking song, would you? As <laughs> I had the hook, yeah. and then he came up with wow, well, there. I said he came up with that, and I said, okay, now we got a song. I'll go sing a melody. 
when I've been playing for people, people, people are jumping all over it. And I said, you want to know why? Because it's not exactly over the rainbow, right? It's not the greatest song ever written. But if ever there was a song of its time, here it is. Because yes. in, in, in two sentences or less, big media in this country, whether it's from the blue side or the red side, is determined to destroy democracy by creating constant political theater, taking the extremes of both sides, putting them together, and letting them act like the WWF. I happen and to agree. Get, what we get is a society that feels, because there's so much in this stuff, that feels more, ali more alienated and divided because the knowledge is, because the message is constant. When I go around and I talk to people, meet people, we're just living lives, baby, walking in stores. People don't hate the other guy. That's bullshit. And the differences between the radical elements of either side are being exacerbated, promoted <clears throat> to our detriment. Yep. Shame on them. Shame on them. You, you pretty much nailed it. And... It's something like we've never seen before, and I think you're right in saying that they kind of pick the candidates, which are um, kind of like uh, showmen themselves, with the rallies and the, you know, it's just, um, I want really nothing to do with it. I like my po politicians boring, and let them do a good job. They work for us, right? I don't want them to be like celebrities and showmen, you know what I mean? That's, that's cult no. of personality, which is dangerous. So that one just, I bet the first time you heard it, and you never saw you are an asshole coming, did you? <laughs> I did you not. You, you laughed when you heard it. Tell me you did. I, I didn't laugh. I was like, wow. Um, and I told, I told Jim, I said, Jimbo, you're going to thank me that I made you do this fucking song with me. <laughs> you know why? Because every time you hear somebody say that phrase, what they're really saying is this. You're a fuck. I know more than you do. Yes. When somebody says, with all due respect, it, it's baloney. Yes. Not going to step in because he used the F word in this interview. He sounds like an idiot. But the, the truth is, we sit and we watch this stuff, and the anger people feel is palpable. And because they're being, they're pouring gasoline on, they're, they're just pouring gasoline on the fire. They are, and Constantly. I get. I get fatigue from, you know, I can't watch a lot of it because it puts me in a sour mood and, and I just don't, uh, I don't want to be in that sort of mood. I have a life to live. I can't be watching this sensationalism. And uh, no matter who I agree with, right, if I agree with one side, that's fine. But it's made into this, even if I watch something I agree with, I get a headache from it. <laughs> I'm going to tell, I don't, I, hey, hey, hey. I don't know you from fucking Adam. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is who you are. I'll take some from column A and I'll take some from column B. Right. This, this, this idea that neither party has ever had a good idea is historically incorrect. Yes. And you don't have to go back to the, to, to, to the 18th century to find it. Right. They have, they have both been on the side of righteousness. And so now to look at this and say... You must make a choice between these fools and these fools. Yep. The rest of us are going, wait a minute, aren't we? I'm, de I'm definitely, I, again, I've never seen anything like it. And I hear 
people speak and saying, well, it, it was needed to, you know, stir things up, uh, this and that. And I'm like, you know, you can complain about the government as much as you want, but we still have the best government. You know, it's nothing's perfect. But what would you rather have, a dictatorship? I mean, this is this is insanity. So I think this is kind of needed, these these types of songs, because a lot of people try to play it safe, and uh, people don't, you know, people need to think about this. Well, the next song on the album is A Kingdom of Blaze, and that addresses a similar idea, yet it's metaphorical. With all due respect, is literal. Yes. And you lived through the 60s. Uh, is it as divided now as it was then? No. Really? No. People were shooting people in the streets. People were, it was violent <clears throat> all the time. Mm. 1968, I, I made a mental note saying, this is the worst year I've ever, you know, they shot uh, <clears throat> Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy and George Wallace, I think within like four or five months. Mm. Man, people don't know, and the Vietnam War was raging, and there were protests on campus, violent constantly. People who think it's the same never lived it. Right. I never lived I never lived it. And um, I do worry that it will get as violent as as then, and in a different way. Um, yeah. You know what it is? Here's the deal. You know, in the old days, people who had a voice, and they, they had to pass muster like you. You had to get an editor to say you're good enough, you can write sentences. That go into paragraphs and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Now any any person with a device is an expert. Yes. No, they're not. You know what most of it sounds like to me? Tavern talk. Yeah. Go in any tavern back in the nineteen sixties and seventies, sit in there for a few minutes and listen to these people talk and you go, Okay, gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Social media and is now, and now and now they're daily posting their opinions. Yes. Well, you know what? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That just doesn't mean they're worth anything. <laughs> Social media is like walking into a bar, except for I can't order a drink. <laughs> You're right. There you go. So tell me more about my record. So damn that dream. That's another yeah. electric rocker. I think that one is uh, that one's golden as well. That's your song. Okay. Well, what is your song? All on your this? life, all your life, you've been trying to. Silence the voice telling you you're not good enough. Ah. Haven't you? Well, we all do. We all doubt ourselves, and we all hope to do better. We all strive, and there's That's a lot right. of... The damn that, you know, you had a dream. You want to be a writer, you see. Right. On, on some days you, you say, I love that dream. On some days you say, damn that dream. Well, yeah, because you think, you try to think like a, <clears throat> in a practical sort. You know, I can't, I'm not a, um, a suffering writer or an artist, I got to get a job. You're right. And then a lot of times as an artist, you become more of a, well, businessman or, or, you know, whatever, nine to fiver. And you know what? That that happened a lot in the days when you were a songwriter, you know, you could have chosen two paths. I'm sure there was a path for you that you could have chosen, but it is interesting that many have, there are probably, probably much talent out there that did not that one unrecognized, especially in the I tell my friends, I uh, tell everybody, listen, partner, talent isn't enough. There's a little bit of luck involved. You better, you better, you better have big fucking balls. 
<clears throat> a little bit of luck, a little bit of networking and connections, being at the right place at the right time. That's the just universe it. must spin in your direction. Hey, it did with you when the Panazos, you connected with them. They were across the street. That set things into a certain direction. <laughs> and we should all be thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I, I was just trying to have fun. From a wedding band to a great hard rock band. Yes, and everything in between. We made all kinds of yeah, I, listen, people say, what about Sticks? I say, well, look at it. Babe, Renegade, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. Throw Income, Sail Away. What do those songs have in common? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Except that they were all it. Right? That's, That's the thing I'm correct. most proud about. We, we, we got away with all kinds of stuff. You did. From You're right. From Lady to Paradise. Yeah, you have. Well, that makes a... That, it, <clears throat> go ahead. That makes a band, though. Eclectic. You know, that's very important. Well, don't say that they ACDC, but yeah, made us. It def- it's definitely good. For- well, look at Led Zeppelin. Look at the Beatles. Look at the Who, the Stones. Very eclectic. Those are the top bands. Now, I got to ask you about, I heard that you had, there was the famous fire, the 2008 Universal fire, and you had material destroyed. Is that correct? You know, I, I, they they covered it up, a vision of the Universal. Did, but yeah, that's what I hear. And I, master tapes, I guess. I think that stuff was, Here's the thing. <clears throat> You'd like to get your hands on it, but the truth of the matter is that stuff was uh, uh, w- was turned into digital stuff long before that fire. So the stuff exists digitally. It's just the original things are uh, they're gone. So, um, you know, what's a mother to do? You know, if human beings are fo- involved, there will be folly. <laughs> mm. So there's no unreleased tracks there. Everything has been released. As the shadow producer of the band, I didn't allow it. When we did the, the the RCA records, and then we had a hit, the wooden nickel, <clears throat> then they turned around and repackaged all our stuff in the most hideous way. Mm. I, I was bound and determined never to give a record company anything but the songs that were going on the album, so they couldn't have mischief with mischief when you know in, in later years. And there are no, there are no magic tracks anywhere. Mm. I was I was tight fisted. I said. These are the record. These are the things we're going to give them. They're not getting anything more from us because if they get it, they'll do what they want. So no, no concert footage either. Our manager, who was uh, who was as foolish can be when it came to uh, concert footage, wouldn't even allow us to film a concert. Hmm. The first the concert we filmed was in 1983, which was Kilroy after he had been fired or quit. However, however you want to tell the story. That's why no video exists of us, which is, it's calamitous. It was the most ignorant thing. A band as good as we were live was not allowed to uh, historically notate it by doing videos. I agree. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's but, insane. Because a guy like me, you know, who just entered my 50s, never got to experience sticks in the late 70s, you know, live. I want to see that. That's exactly why it's great to to save stuff like that. Of course. We plus, that. <clears throat> plus, who knows? They might want to put you on stage with this new technology. Um. <laughs> hey, I've been reading about it. I, I just saw something with Ronnie James Dio, and I, thought, I saw it and I said, well, that's creepy. <clears throat> that means 20 years from now, I can see Dennis DeYoung in, in uh, 1980s um, on stage. Like, you know, it's sort of weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. 
And so, what are you going to do? So you're like, damn that dream. You're a rock guy. Yep. And you're like, with all due respect. I, I like the, the entire album um, because it it has the what I said about it being eclectic. I like the way it ends to the good old days. I think that's a perfect ending. And the fact that you chose a Beatles son, I just think it's perfect. And <clears throat> the fact that there's another volume of this is makes it even more interesting. And you even told you even gave a sneak peek um, with some of the other songs, and it's on the same path as as this album as far as theme it seems, right? It is. It'll be a similar, you know, <laughs> I'll probably write between now and it has to be released a couple new songs <clears throat> after I no, you know, because this this album it, it will give me a barometer by which I can say, oh, okay. Uh, this really turned out good. Yeah. And then you'll think, well, keep your mind focused. Not that you can't, you can't rewrite great ones you wrote. That's why they're great, because they are, <clears throat> they are unique. And if you go back and try to follow some sort of blueprint, um, it turns out looking like a faded Polaroid. Mm. And you, you must challenge yourself in real time, be as in the moment, contemporary-wise, as you can be, with always an ear to what it is that allowed you the great success you've had. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out a way to bring, make a marriage of those two ideas. It's not easy, which is why I, I was resistant. Well, thank God you gave in. And I gave in, and you know, like you know, thank Jim Peterick or blame him. It's up to you. Well, he's a true rocker. I mean, the guy lives and breathes rock and roll, and he knew that you had your rock voice needs to be out there. So, I could totally see it with him. And yeah. what's so? What's the plan now? Um, I know it's not the '80s with MTV anymore, but these songs are made for video. They're made for a live performance as well. We're making the video for the good old days right now, hmm. and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be. Uh, uh, I wrote that song because. Of all my fans at see me now telling me <clears throat> um, the reason they they still come to see me is because they they desperately need to relive those moments when they believed the world was simpler and not so filled with responsibility and the music I was involved in making reminds them of that so to the good old days is a song. <clears throat> that says, hey, we made it this far, you know? It, yeah. we, we went, we, we exceeded expectations. And cheers to us and, the, and all the loves, and, um, but, but, always, but always acknowledging, you know, the, the passage of time and <clears throat> things weren't as smooth. And as beautifully as, they didn't go as, as smooth and as beautifully as we would have hoped. But this is, of course, the definition of life. And so the video is going to be home movies and pictures of my life. Hmm. Dating back to the early sixties. In that, uh, in that base. 19, 1953 is the first, the first yeah. photo you'll see of me. But we're going to get a sneak peek at uh, that basement at 26 East. You betcha. <laughs> Absolutely will. Okay. Three, or, three or four photos. That's cool. There they are. The boy standing there. 
proudly with their accordion. <laughs> <laughs> As a wedding band. That, then you'll see my family, my friends, which is the most important thing. Right. The love that we share together. And then East of Midnight's a good flip side because that reassures people that this album will, well, you still have that Styx flavor. And a lot has well, to do the, with the keyboards. <clears throat> yeah, the, um, the, the Julian song is, does not sound, it, you know, it's different. It yeah. is the outlier on the album. We can agree on that, right? Yes. It sounds different from others. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, Frontiers and I decided we're going to give them pure 1977 with the East of Midnight song, right? Yes. You hear that, and if you don't think it sticks, then you've never heard of them. <laughs> well, you're going off on the keyboards. Talk about jamming. Um, that's like a total... I fed the beast. That I fed the beast. <laughs> a total <laughs> sticks jam right there. Uh, Damn right. And people said, do you think that's too long? Not for Sticks fans. <laughs> <laughs> for Sticks fans, it's not long enough. <laughs> no. How long do you need to go on this? I'm in. <laughs> All right. Well, one one last uh, question. You will be touring, right? Yeah, I tour all the time. Yeah. Um, but we talked about some divisiveness. And listen, you know Sticks fans do want to see the original Sticks members together again. And you always... Yeah, tell them to call up, tell them to call up uh, J.Y. and Tommy Shaw. They're the ones that are keeping it. Okay. They're the ones that replaced me in the band in 1999. And they're, they're the ones that are determined <clears throat> not to allow the real Sticks fans in this world to see that thing one more time. Well, you guys, I hope you guys break some bread and it comes to pass. Just for, even if it's just a couple nights, man. Um, would love to see it. Maybe when you get inducted into the Rock Hall. Um, from your lips to God's ears, my friend. Yes. Well, hey, man, all the best with the album. Definitely a success. And, and not only do I look forward to seeing the road, but seeing hearing the next album as well. And guess what? So. Sticks fans are going to be happy. Here's what you tell them, my Sticks fans. Hey, kids, thanks for everything. You've given me a great life. Well, they'll be there for you, I'm sure, on the road. As you see, though, as you see, as you tour. Anyway, thanks, Dennis, for the interview. All right, my friend. Go now. Hang up and go get a brajole. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Dennis. And don't forget to pick up Dennis's new album, 26 East, Volume 1, on Frontiers Records. Comes out at the end of May. Keep a lookout for it. This is Pat Prince signing off. Go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content, and you can get a percentage off subscription price. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Goldmine Podcast. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? 
not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 